0: My name is Cody Jacob. And I love to cause problems. And this is my podcast, where each week I sit down with my guests and ask them horrifyingly specific ethical questions that forces them to break up their moral compass and make up their minds. Think, would you rather, meets what would you do, but all of the situations are in shrooms and you're the one that's got to fix it. Do I know my friends as well as I think I do? Let's find out together. This is Cody Jacob Causes Problems. Hello brethren, welcome back to another episode of Cody Jacob Causes Problems. Once again, I hope you're doing well, however I can't guarantee it, so get off my back. I have something very incredible to talk about, and I truly didn't anticipate to talk about this because it just happened. This morning, upon my front door, I heard someone tapping, wrapping their knuckles across my window panes. And as I venture towards the door, I realize there's nobody there, it's just a box. What was the box, Cody? Well, let me tell you. I opened the front door. The box was very heavy. Deceptively heavy. You see, the box was only about knee height, so I didn't expect it to be any more than a few pounds. Wrong! It was like 15,000 pounds. Inside of this box was a belated Christmas gift from my mother. Thank you, Mom. She got me a fucking ice cream maker. An ice cream maker. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that not the most incredible thing you've ever heard in your entire goddamn life? Not only did she get me an ice cream maker, the bitch got me a fucking Ben and Jerry's ice cream and cookie and candy and cake fucking treat ass cookbook, bitch. Do not be surprised if in 2022 Ben and Jerry's renames to Ben and Jerry and Cody's. My jaw hit the fucking ground when I realized what was happening. I literally went up to my mom and I was like, did you make a mistake? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, did you make a mistake? What is this? And she's like, Merry Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to fucking bash my head through the wall. I was so fucking excited. I ran to the grocery store. And by ran, I mean drove leisurely. And I collected my ingredients and I ran back home. And I truly rushed the process because a i forgot to fucking freeze the insert and b once i realized i forgot to freeze the insert i only froze it for about two hours so i churned my ice cream for about 25 30 minutes and it was liquid so now as we speak it is in the freezer it shall remain in the freezer overnight until tomorrow afternoon and next week i will have to report back about how my fucking ice cream turned out. Because, bitch, when I tell you I am ready to make sweet cream base number one from the Ben & Jerry's recipe cookbook, I'm ready to make sweet cream base number one from the Ben & Jerry's recipe cookbook. And yes, I am adding vanilla extract. And yes, I am adding chocolate chips. Goddamn. Anyway, this week, my guest is one of my really good friends from college. Her name is Sophie Petricus. She is, when I say one of the most incredible musicians I have ever met in my entire life, it's like I was so intimidated with her when I first met her. She is brilliant. She is brilliant. She is brilliant. She is fucking brilliant. I am so excited for you all to get to know her. This week, our questions touch on intercepting a mafia hit and finding a priceless hidden treasure. Okay, my friends, I am here with the amazing, the talented, the legendary, the iconic, Miss <laughs> Sophie Patrikas. <laughs> Sophie, introduce yourself.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Sophie. I play bass. I majored in jazz, which means I'm destined to be poor. So okay. I do work customer service still to this day. <laughs> um, maybe one day we'll get out of that if we all manifest hard enough. Right, but if we were girl a- boss really close to this. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> Literally, if we girl boss. But for right now... You know, we're just rocking in the free world. And I'm very happy to be here, Cody.
0: How on God's green earth do you and I know each
1: other? Oh, God, Cody. We met in the most like. <laughs> like
0: the way we met literally feels like it was out of a sitcom.
1: It was like really unhinged, though. <laughs> it was in a comedy that like wouldn't end well. We were right. living in the same dorm in a rat infested dorm in Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. I think we were in the same elevator was how we met. And you may have to clear up some details. What I recall is
0: all of this happening on the same day. You entered in the elevator and it was move-in day or like just the first day of orientation. Like we had just got there. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we just were like talking or whatever. And I was like, okay, she's not going to hate crime me. So like, that's good. And then (laughs) later that night... I was um, binge eating in the cafeteria with our friend Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Shout out, Jasmine. You literally came out of nowhere and put all of your things down at our table, and you said, There's a boy who won't leave me alone, so now we're eating dinner together, and we're really good friends. I was like, (laughs) No, you guys
1: were like my safe haven. (laughs) I was so scared. Because there was this guy, I will not name names. I'm not a namer of names here on this earth. But uh, he like would like stand outside my dorm room door, and be like, "I'm gonna act like your dog." Ew. <laughs> and not in like a fun, sexy way. Like he would just like sit outside of my dorm room door and be like, "I love you." This was always. It was over within the first week of college. Was the funniest part. It was a very short-lived rendezvous, but it was That's enough really to. S- it was enough to scare me into being like. Oh, Cody Jacob, we are now best friends.
0: Right, right. And here we are today. Here we Uh, are. Almost six years later.
1: Oh my God, six years. A global pandemic, a few Thanksgivings.
0: And a Donald Trump presidency. And
1: a Donald Trump presidency under our belt. What else? What what can't (laughs) they do?
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, forgive student loans. Well, speaking of college and everything that that whole experience was going to the Berkeley College of Music. When I sent you a mock, or actually it wasn't a mock episode, it was fully a real episode mm-hmm. of the podcast so you could know what to expect, I purposely cut out a large portion of it, which is the pop quiz. So... <laughs> no.
1: None of this. I was publicly educated in the South. I need to let everybody know this, so, like, we should be thankful that I'm literate. Like... <laughs> You should be <laughs> we thankful well, I can write my name because
0: <laughs> I am hoping that these, I will I try to make these questions as niche as possible, but you know, let's see how you do, okay? What is the <laughs> most expensive bass guitar?
1: A Federa, right?
0: I. Read that it was the Ritter Royal Flora
1: Arum. Who that? You just spoke a different language. <laughs> you just casted a spell. I don't know. <laughs> That's not a real base. Like, what are you talking about? Well,
0: apparently it retails for two hundred fifty
1: k. What's the lore?
0: <laughs> See, you're asking way too many questions for a season one of a podcast, girl. <laughs> I did it. I wrote down Ritter Royal Flora Arum, comma two hundred fifty k.
1: That could be anything.
0: (laughs) That could be anything. I guess it's some, like, famous guy, and he only makes, like, a couple bases. It's, like, at some modern-day Stradivarius.
1: Oh, it's, like, a boutique thing. Well, that's not fair. (laughs) That's, like, I thought we were talking, like, real brands. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything about bases. Me neither. (laughs) At this point.
0: (laughs) Okay. Do you know what basis was nicknamed the Ox and Thunderfingers?
1: Thunderfingers and the Ox. Okay. If it's the ox, then they're, like, strong animals. Okay. Um, this is, like, a guess out of thin air. He's the basis for Iron Maiden. It was uh, Steve Harris. Okay. He was known for using his ring finger to, like, play and to play really fast. So maybe he's it? I don't know.
0: I am really hoping people don't get upset when they hear me say this name. John Entwistle.
1: Oh, John Entwistle. He's the bassist for The Who. I've heard some, like, weird stories about him. What does that mean? Because the
0: industry you work in.
1: (laughs) Not necessarily, like, weird or bad. It's that it was, like, he would go to jam sessions, and he would, like, not memorize any of the jam tunes, and he would have his, like, assistant, like, sit behind the amp. And, like, tell him the chords as they were coming. And I was like, oh, why would he do that? And now I'm looking at myself now, like, two years out of music school. And I'm like, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, like, I would pay
0: <laughs> endless amounts of money for someone for to do that.
1: For someone to do that? I'm like, forget it. <laughs> like I would do that right now. Yeah, but why not just read a read, like, a I know. I guess, like, his pride was too much
0: to read to read? maybe
1: he couldn't read maybe he was like me like he <laughs> he publicly, was educated publicly educated in texas in like a bad part
0: <laughs> jesus mary joseph is he a good player though
1: he's a pretty solid player i mean he was one of the first like bassists that i ever had that i ever heard like take a solo you know oh, really? because bassists aren't at least in popular music aren't really known for taking solos and john Entwistle took a really hefty solo on my generation by the who i love that and it was definitely one of the more popular ones like i hadn't heard one before i had heard that
0: that's super cool well speaking of fucking soloing this bassist was known for his incredible bowed solos
1: oh god oh is he on upright or is he on yeah um are we talking classical bass
0: we are talking jazz think miles davis
1: It's not Ray Brown.
0: No. Once I say it, you're going to roll your eyes because it's obvious.
1: Don't. You're going to be like, Sophie, shut up. Because I get emails from this man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I hope not this man because he's dead.
1: Oh, he's dead. Well, that takes who I was thinking literally out of the running. Because I was thinking Ron Carter.
0: No, 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 no. This bassist that I'm thinking of is Paul Chambers. Oh, duh. When was the electric bass guitar invented?
1: It was in... Because Jamerson was the first one to like really start playing. It was uh, in the... F- I want to say it got popular in the 50s, right? Well, yeah, because rock and roll. Shout out rock and roll. We love her. <laughs> okay, jazz 20s. Jazz, she was in the 20s. I'm going to say after the 40s, 30s.
0: The 1930s, yes.
1: Shout out, finally. So,
0: in the 1930s musician and inventor, Paul... Tut Mark of Seattle, Washington. So, you know, he's a fucking weirdo. Developed the first <laughs> electric bass guitar in its modern form, which mm. was like a f- the fretted instrument. OK, so I guess people tried to make it in like a different way. But he was like, bitch, why are we reinventing the wheel? Like,
1: why are we doing this? Let's just simplify right. it. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm really excited for this question. This is the last question in your pop quiz. Oh, no. What did NPR recognize as one of the, quote, funkiest, most memorable bass riffs ever? I have the top five, so.
1: I One of them's got to be, like, Thank You by Sly and the Family Stone.
0: That's number one.
1: Are you serious? That's number one. That's like the first one that like always pops into my head. Cause I remember when they were trying to teach me how to slap, I was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Cause I just wasn't that good at it. It just takes a little bit of, it's kind of a workout. It's a little bit of a workout. It's a little bit of whatever. And I just didn't know how to do it, but that was definitely the first one. Can I guess at some of the other ones just for funsies?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, What's that Rapper's Delight one? Uh, is there any jazz on there?
0: Uh, not in the top five.
1: So like not even like Weather Report, like Teen Town or like Birdland? Oh, sorry. Or...
0: Teen Town is literally number five. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, a list can't get by without Jaco because he's got to be sitting somewhere. So like we're talking about like not obscure, like these were at the top of the charts
0: like, popular bass
1: riffs. Can you give me some, like, years or, like, year ranges?
0: Uh, number two is from the 80s and is off, I think, the best-selling album of all time, if not one of.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's a Michael Jackson tune.
1: Okay, it's a Michael J- Oh, then it's Billie Jean, right?
0: Yeah. Number
1: three is a Harry Nelson song. My mom's gonna kill me. I'm not super familiar <laughs> with My mom's a huge Harry Nelson fan. Is she really? She's like Ride or Die. Oh, Harry Nelson. <laughs> so if she ever hears this, she's gonna show up in my room. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, god. It's not gotta get up, right? No, mm, it's definitely not the cowboy one, <laughs> Midnight Cowboy. I think that's the song. No. Okay, then never mind. Then I don't know.
0: I So I will gladly take the fall f- with you on this one because it's Jump Into the Fire.
1: I don't think I've heard that one. Shit, that sucks.
0: Girl, me either. And when I read that, I was like, that's not a very, like, particularly interesting baseline because I was thinking of Ring of Fire.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: I was like, fucking cool,
1: I guess. <laughs> I guess. So number four is a lou reed song is a walk on the wild side yes it is oh, okay good that makes sense
0: yeah so we have thank you billy jean Gentleman these are the, the Fire.
1: funkiest
0: yeah by npr so what do they know
1: npr flatlining yeah okay these are not necessarily what i would rank as the funkiest but i do understand i would rank them under like memorable
0: okay what would you rank as the funkiest baseline
1: glide Glide by Pleasure is like a really insane bass line. Definitely one of the best ones. Woody and Dutch on The Slow Train. I think Ricky Lee Jones is the singer on that. And Chuck Rainey's on that bass line. And Steve Gadd's on Percussion. That's a crazy one. Never Too Much, Luther Vandross. Marcus Miller's on that one, I think. I could literally be wrong. One of my favorite, like, funky bass lines, and this is where I kind of side with NPR, it's like simplicity is key yeah uh tony levin plays a really great line on sledgehammer by peter gabriel okay and it's crazy it makes you want to like lean back into your chair i love that i love physically you're like man i could sit into this beat
0: that's well so like i feel like that's why so many people hate on pop music because of like simplicity or like why things become popular but it's like dude not everyone has a degree in jazz Yeah
1: you like, don't, I'm the biggest pop fan too Genuinely I love oh, pop music yeah
0: Well that's part of the reason We became friends though Is because yeah. we're both like Bubblegum pop idiots
1: I love pop music I think it Dude, is so me fun Me
0: too My too I begged I begged some of my professors To write one of my final dissertations On
1: 1989 Oh my god Yeah I forgot you And they Swift-y. wouldn't let
0: me do it Oh my god We can't even get into that <laughs> But what we should fucking get into is the meat of this bitch because these questions, girl. I'm
1: afraid. I'm
0: not even gonna lie you to you. Should shouldn't be afraid, but you should be weary.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm like super pumped about this. I like sat in bed last night and was like, ah, ha, 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 as I was typing these up. <laughs> I'm so, fearful. <laughs> Question numero uno. You've worked for a company that you absolutely hate for the last six months. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So you've been there for six months, but you're contractually obligated to stay for a year. Mm -hmm. Okay? And in this scenario, if you quit, they'll immediately sue you, and you'll lose all the wages you were paid, and you'll get thrown in jail. Okay? So, like, eat my ass. Their finances are shady, your management sucks, and you know for a fact that the CEO is having an affair with a secretary while his wife is six months pregnant with six tuplets. In your time off, you and your friends are amateur true crime enthusiasts.
1: This I is think. just my life. Like I don't know what you're speaking.
0: I'm just reading you right now. <laughs> yeah. So you and your you and the girls get together and you're having some wine and you're listening to the police scanner, okay? To just see what's going on. Okay. You overhear a conversation about a rumor a cop heard talking about the mafia leveling a building in the city. Bitch, it's your office building. Suddenly, it's like, all the pieces fall into place. You realize your boss is laundering money, Mm -hmm. the company is a front, and all your hard work, stress, time, it's all pointless. Pointless. The only thing, you make really good money. Shit. So do you tell the police what you know and avoid the disaster of a mafia hit but have to keep working there for another six months or do you run late to work that day he he and become a victim of good timing but lose your insane check every week
1: okay so I feel like I've lived this to an extent oh my god That sounds crazy, but I have been in like a shitty corporate job where I was paid better than other jobs, not super well. Let's not get crazy with it. I was paid above minimum wage here in Texas, and like minimum wage here in Texas is like six dollars, so maybe I was right. paid like eight. But <laughs> <laughs> but I had like a crazy boss that like I had to clean his office sometimes, and I would find insane shit in there.
0: <gasps> but
1: yeah, that's like. A, I don't know if I'm allowed to get into that on this podcast, but I'm just thinking about it. Can I ask some details? Oh, absolutely. How, what are my hours?
0: 40 hours, nine
1: to five. Oh, that's not that bad.
0: No, but it's I mean, it's, it's not like...
1: terrible. I mean, it's not like the best either.
0: No, but it's like bad. It's really bad.
1: But how good of money am I making?
0: You're making six figures a month.
1: Oh, fuck off. Then I'm not, there's no way I'm telling anybody. <laughs> And uh,
0: you're so you're just gonna sell your soul to the devil for six months and do it for six
1: months. I mean, come on! I'm making six figures a month.
0: You know what? Let's take it back. Your boss just called me. The weirdest thing just happened. Your boss just called me. Okay, work. (laughs) He totally he fucked up the paperwork. The guy's really upset, and we're gonna have to reduce your salary by like a couple million dollars. You're gonna make seven fifty a
1: year, Cody. Maybe it's because I did not grow up with money. <laughs> but this no, that's life <laughs> That's
0: unbelievable.
1: You need if to lower, I... like, the I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like, oh, my God, like, morals or whatever. But like, that still sounds yee Like, <laughs> I'd still be like, yay. Like, I, I'll hit on my girls afterwards and go to, like, Taco Tuesday $2 Marks, you know, at Blue Goose. Right.
0: But don't you think it'll be a little weird, though, once, you know, like, your coworkers are being pulled from the rubble, you're just, like, sipping Taco Bell on the side of the road, being interviewed by CNN, being like, Ugh, "Okay, well, that wait, so weird?
1: So pause. Maybe yeah. I was thinking something completely <laughs> different than what you were thinking. So oh. the mafia's coming to murder people. Yeah. Like, beam, beam, boom, boom. Like, the people are dying.
0: Yeah, because, so your boss is working with the mafia, and... The on the police scanner, you hear about the mafia's plan to like level the building because of like the money that they need.
1: Oh, I thought just the company was and like the building was going to go, and I was like, Cody, this is zero stakes. Like the building. Oh no no, the the stakes are
0: your coworkers and their livelihoods. Literally, their physical livelihoods.
1: Oh damn it! (laughs) I was like, wow, it's a very easy decision for you. Sorry, (laughs) I don't know, like. Damn, I don't know. Okay, now I actually have to think about it.
0: Okay, you know what? Something I like to do in the podcast is role play. Sometimes people make it weird, but say you, you became a victim of good timing and you didn't go to work. And I am now a reporter and I'm going to interview you and I just, how how are you going to explain that you missed work? We're here, live on the scene, at the insanely destructive mafia hit by the infamous Ricardo Alfonso Julio Dominicana. Is this racism? No, I just couldn't (laughs) think of any Italian-sounding names.
1: Is racism at work in this role this, So it's
0: 1950, and what's gonna happen? We understand your office building was just leveled, but you're showing your ankles. (laughs)
1: So we have a whore on the
0: premises. Um, it's, so, oh, the the mafia d- leveled your building, and you work in this building, correct?
1: Yeah. Uh, are we still in the 1950s? Or are we? In, are we in like normal? Uh,
0: oh no, it's it's 2021, but COVID's not real.
1: Damn it! That was going to be my out. Okay. Oh. Fuck.
0: <laughs> were Were you scheduled to work today, or are you coming down to help the rescue efforts?
1: Yes, um, I was scheduled to work today, but unfortunately, I had a blowout on the highway. And as a woman, you know, I'm not trained to fix things or know things. So I had to call someone to fix my car because me and my brain couldn't do it. So I was just stuck there. on the highway
0: and I as a fellow woman understand that struggle oh
1: it's so hard out here when this
0: inevitably goes to the supreme court and they subpoena your phone records do you think your tow truck driver will appear in court to defend you
1: yeah I do in fact and the tow truck driver may sound like me may look like me but you know who's to say I'm not related to a tow truck driver
0: that is very fair my uncle's a tow truck driver
1: oh I love your uncle (laughs) (laughs)
0: so so you would just not show up and you'd be like well that's weird
1: yeah because okay how big is this company cody
0: (laughs) oh it's like youtube
1: oh easy people call that all the time
0: yeah what if it was like national everyone show up to work day
1: You and me both know that every job, I don't care if there's the most important email of all time showing up in my (laughs) inbox, there's always going to be someone saying some bullshit. That's (laughs) very true. That is very true. (laughs) It's crazy how people get out of things.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that's fair. I guess, you know what? Honestly, I'd probably do the
1: same thing. No, but I feel guilty about it because I didn't think people were dying here. I thought we were like... Yeah, but you know what helps with guilt? A Prada bag. That's true. I've never had a product back. Or a anything. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And
1: maybe it could heal all my wounds.
0: And if it can't, you know what can?
1: Your Not uncle. That. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> Perhaps we move on to the next question. Okay. Because it's a totally different... Ballpark. I feel
1: like maybe I didn't do that well on that one. Maybe the next one will do better. No,
0: this one is great. Also, you should... So, our friend Nico was on the podcast... And one of his questions was just god-awful. And I, it's, this is hit or miss. This is Cody Jacob Causes Problems, not Cody Jacob Solves' like, humanitarian crisis. <laughs> his. Oh, fucking K. So, you're the principal bassist in your city's symphony hall. And you're leaving super late one night. In your locker, you notice the floorboards are loose enough to lift. You laugh, as you've always been told that under the symphony is a treasure trove of priceless instruments. Okay. What are those, the... What, that fucking shit in Paris? The
1: catacombs, yeah.
0: The catacombs. I almost said the cataracts. (laughs) They
1: have really bad eye problems. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: they don't have any eyes. So the, the floorboards are kind of popping up. You think it's funny because you've always been told that under the symphony, there's like priceless instruments lost to time, like some fucking insane myth. Since you're already super late, you're the last one there. You figure you might as well appease your inner child and see what's underneath the floor. So as you lift up the floorboard, your heart stops. You can't quite make out what it is, but you notice a small knob glinting in the room's ambient light. Once you get to the board to give way, you're frozen in your tracks. It's true. All along, it's been true. Oh, no. You found five. Five. Just five? Priceless. (laughs) You found five (laughs) dollars.
1: I feel like, (laughs) yes!
0: Yeah, a tear rolls down your eye. I can get home.
1: Literally, me and Boston, I'm on my way.
0: You found five priceless Stradivarius pieces, and you realize on each of them is a tag that says an infamous criminal's name. He tormented your city in the early 1900s, and his stolen treasure has been missing since he allegedly fled to Spain in 1915. Using your flashlight, you see what you can make out in the small space under your locker— You notice the only instrument that lays in its case open is a famed missing cello. Okay. Do you play the cello knowing you'll be caught and the treasure will be found under your locker? Or call the FBI to report the find knowing the instruments will be whisked away and then incinerated as they will be deemed too high risk. But you'll find that out later on the news a week after.
1: Okay, I have a few questions about this.
0: Yes, of course.
1: In what world are instruments, DM, too high risk? <laughs> Is this, like, this... a made-up thing? Like, yeah. So, like, we can pretend... Okay, okay, okay. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. And there's, like, a villain who... Here's the problem at hand. I don't play the cello. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'd be like, "Plop Like, I'd be like... <laughs> like, I'd be like... There's no part of me that would be like, oh, a cello. Like, no, I wouldn't know <laughs> how to play it. <laughs>
0: Have you ever tried tuning a cello? God no. You have to be Thanos to turn those fucking pegs.
1: I mean, upright bass, like classical upright bass is pretty hard. I bet cello is pretty hard too. It's nuts. Yeah, I don't envy cellists in any way. Also, all the cellists that I've ever played with in orchestra have been kind of mean. So it's just the instruments. There's no like cash.
0: <laughs> there's there's no cash, but the the liquid asset is the instrument. And you know what? Maybe in this crazy world where instruments are worthless, you can play the cello.
1: Okay. There's a bow, too. There's a bow around.
0: Yeah. The, and you know what's so crazy? The bow is made out of a, a, a Clydesdale hair. What?
1: <laughs> Babe, did you just make <laughs> up an animal? <laughs>
0: I got, I th- okay, so a Clydesdale is a horse with
1: like, huge feet. Okay, I hate horses.
0: Hey, it's Cody. I'm editing right now. I need you to know that this is the part of the podcast where Sophie and I accidentally go on a tangent about horses for like 25 minutes. So if you don't want to listen to that, you need to skip ahead. Consider yourself warned. That's going to be my hot take
1: of this podcast. I don't like, I was at a horse camp. It wasn't even a horse camp. I just rode a horse in Oklahoma once and his name was Socks and he sucked.
0: He was awful. Why do horses always have names that are like... And this is my horse. Run free with the wind of your back and hair, like it's always <laughs> so long.
1: And this is my horse. Small feet in the meadow. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally. Daydreamer in space. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do
1: you? What do you want from me? That's how I knew this horse. Something was fucked up with it because his name was just Socks.
0: <laughs> was it S O C K S or S O X?
1: I did not ask. I was at four. Oh. Oh, this so this left a lasting. This was like impact. a traumatic. My therapist has heard that's that fucking horse ending <laughs> into a tree while I was on its back oh. trying to like live my clop clop like horse trail <laughs> fantasy. Ew. And I was like,
0: that's gross. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's what I said <laughs> to the horse. I was like, that's really gross of you. <laughs> this wasn't very sleigh girl. This basically. wasn't
1: very yes. <laughs>
0: Over the fucking summer, I was marching through the forest with my godson. And when I tell you we were in the middle of the woods, we were in the middle of the fucking woods. And suddenly, he was like, where did the sun go? And I turned. <laughs> the sun was eclipsed. It was fucking gone. Oh my god, Around you walked the, the
1: eclipse? Did you get cursed? <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, quick, look at it. Around the corner came two of the biggest fucking horses I've ever Fuck seen. No. And the woman like hopped off of him. She was maybe 4'2. There was not like, a woman just on there. I know there was not a woman on that. There. <laughs> there was a woman on each of the horses. The horse eye, the horse. The horsey. Both of them on the horsey. <laughs> on the horsey.
1: And, um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and she was like, Do you want to pet the horsey? And I was like, What kind of fucking horse is that? And she was like, It's a Clydesdale. Why? That's how
1: you know this.
0: Well, I also know that because the horses in Rockefeller Center are famously Clydesdales.
1: God, they got some big feet.
0: You Well, you know how I fucking know anything about that is because my mother, Leanne, grew up on a farm. Shout out, Leanne. And my mother, proudly, unabashedly, is a horse girl. God. Yeah.
1: I'm kind of jealous of the horsey girls because I never have, like, the freedom of, like, Know, like roaming in the (laughs) winds. You're right. You're right. And like galloping into the sunset because I'm too scared of getting on a horse because I know they can sense my fear. So that's
0: the thing is like, my mom, when she was like a teenager, was riding one time and she was living like her Western realness fantasy. She had no saddle, she had her braids, she was living the dream. And she got thrown off her horse, stepped on both of her kneecaps, shattered her legs, and was dragged for a quarter mile through the woods. And when she got home from the hospital, got back on the horse immediately.
1: Okay, Leanne, we need to have a chat. It's a scary Town, USA. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, ho- the horse girls are gonna nice. hate me. It's not that I don't like them. It's like I do fear them. I'm gonna be honest. I fear them.
0: Yes, they're very. You know how people say you're God fearing. You're equine fearing.
1: Exactly, I'm it's so It's just you have such deep horses. reverence
0: for the animal.
1: <laughs> yeah, any like <laughs> horse shaped animal that I've ever come yes. across, I've had like a weird interaction with. But I'm telling you, horse shaped animals, horses, mm-mm.
0: No. no, no, no. At least
1: no, no. not for now. Maybe one day I'll have like a really fun interaction with a horse. That sounds like I'm gonna have sex with a horse, but I'm not. i just oh, like a funny That little...
0: is literally not where my mind went.
1: That oh. literally is exactly where my mind went. Hey guys, I'm not gonna have to... <laughs> I'm just not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> That's not part of your journey. That's, like we're not on, on that
1: journey year. right now. But maybe one day like I'll have like a good experience and like we'll ride into the sunset and they won't break my kneecaps. Shout out Leanne.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yikes. You know what's hilarious? Hmm. We were talking about Stradivarius cellos.
1: How the hell did we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were talking about bows, and I was like, "Does this thing even have a bow? Because otherwise, we can't even play it." Or I guess we could play it. Recall,
0: Uh, yeah, it has a bow. It's in pristine condition, and you are a world-class cellist alongside your phenomenal bass
1: player. Uh... So, I don't get any money if I report it? Um, if you report it to the FBI,
0: they'll let's say they give you some money, but it's not even, it's like, I don't know, like 50 bucks.
1: I don't know. I mean, I probably just, I honestly just report it, Cody. Because what's the other option? I go to jail? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to go to jail? <laughs> Or would you like $50? <laughs> I will pay you
0: $50 not to become a fucking warden of this camp.
1: Please. I'll take the 50 <laughs> My
0: hot take is I'll take the $50. So you've both avoided... Your two requests before coming on this podcast were to A, not be made out to be a terrorist, and B... It was just the terrorist thing, and I think you've (laughs) successfully done that. Yeah,
1: I mean, so far, I'm not a terrorist. It just is (laughs) obvious that I've had money troubles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so before I have the two go, I like to ask each guest to tell me about a time that they caused a little bit of a problem in a big way. And I was wondering if you had a story to share.
1: There's some obvious ones, like me getting banned off Twitter. That's an obvious problem. Me oh, wait, getting, like I,
0: so that's not obvious to anybody else other than me.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let me set the scene then. <laughs> and Cody will get this because he knows this space and maybe this mindset very well. But mm-hmm. it's like late at night in Boston, Massachusetts, right? Loud. And it's loud.
0: Endless noise. There's
1: so much noise. And I wander into a wendy's it's on mass Af. maybe you know the one maybe you're familiar
0: this wendy's by the way is on the edge of space and time and their i swear to god physics is just a little bit less applied in that <laughs> like, store literally you put your cup down and it floats slightly to the left at each step you take you levitate four inches off the ground anything they make is handed to you but it's also kind of transparent and you can kind of
1: phase yeah like i really felt my body like astral projecting of myself i don't even yes. know i had this weird confidence like nothing could touch me oh, God. like nothing Not could touch wendy's. me in this wendys
0: you were feeling like wendy
1: herself it was wendy babes <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is they wouldn't even give me the bathroom code and i still felt <laughs> <like Wendy. laughs>
0: People literally, I'm sorry to anyone struggling with addiction, but people literally shoot up and die in that
1: bathroom. <laughs> I was like, please. But they wouldn't let me. But the thing is, it was great timing, anyways, because they had just brought back the spicy nuggets. So it's not like I needed to. So I'm in this Wendy's feeling untouchable because God knows that's where my mind was. Right. And I'm online. And I love being online, guys. I really do. I love it, like, dangerously. <laughs> I'm not very big on TikTok like Cody is. Like, I don't love my face. I mean, I... I just... <laughs> what? Okay, that's, that sounded like self-hating. But, like, my face is fine. <laughs> but I love, like, tw- I love saying things that can't be, like, tied to me physically. Does that make sense? <laughs> You would be
0: an untraceable bully.
1: <laughs> like I liked being like the omni like present voice, like that's just right. booming from right. the sky, right. Right. saying like oh insane things. It's so a- with Twitter, though, you know, I could just say like, I could just—it's a void. It's a void, and I didn't have enough followers for anything to rationally go wrong. And I used to have this <laughs> joke whenever. I- <laughs> I had this joke that, like, when I started, like, when I turned 21 and we had these, like, college bars, I started getting this, like, running joke of whenever I would get, like, drunk drunk, I would just incessantly in Cody. <laughs> But anyway, oh so I'm like online, ready to go, the second I'm I'm a few drinks in. There used to be this drink at Poorhouse called the Sweet Seduction.
0: Oh poor. And house.
1: I would get like five in. I would get a solid oh. five in until I would hit be like, Where's my phone? <laughs> 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 and I would just incessantly tweet about how much I hated Woody Allen. Like the the director, the writer. You know what I mean? He,
0: of course people know who you're talking about.
1: I mean I don't know your audience, Cody. Who knows? He's Woody Allen. I don't know. You may know him as his, from his hit films, Annie Hall, Midnight in Paris, <laughs> Marrying My Daughter. What did you say to Woody Allen? <laughs> the thing is, I could take him. <laughs> He's an old man. Exactly. So I'm in this Wendy's, right? And I'm a few sweet seductions in. And I'm like, all right. Like... <laughs> Let's get into it. Spicy
0: nugs are taking a little too long. So
1: first of all, I go to Wikipedia because that was part of the joke too. (laughs) Is I would go to Wikipedia and I would like enter false information onto his (laughs) Wikipedia page, just like saying insane things, like he died a few days ago, thank God, or like (laughs) or like he is looking for another daughter to marry, or I don't know. (laughs) So then I was so pissed because I got banned from Wikipedia. (laughs) got banned from Wikipedia. I got banned from editing his page. They were like, absolutely not, ma'am.
0: She's back.
1: <laughs> so they were like, yes, yeah, she's back. Get her out of here. Because I oh just wouldn't God. stop doing that. And so I tweeted into the void as I did. I was like, hey guys, just got banned from editing his Wikipedia. Just another day in this hellscape of a life. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> I didn't know, like, the cool Stan Twitter lingo, how they, like, censor people's names. I would boldly say this man's name online. (laughs) And I'd be like, Woody Allen can't even edit his Wikipedia anymore. Like, can't have anything anymore. Can ya? And I don't know if his... Apparently he has fans, guys. Like, really dedicated, diehard fans. I'm in this Wendy's, like... What is going on? Because all of a sudden this tweet of me just being like, damn it, I can't edit his Wikipedia page. This sucks. Like, is getting a lot of traction with his within his, like, stan community. And all of these people are, like, responding to it being like, well, like you deserve it, like, you don't deserve like, access to the internet, blah, 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 like, he's a genius. Not the
0: allenators coming yeah, you.
1: yeah, allenators were well <laughs> on their way. They were chug-chugging along on their like, 1800s train.
0: Pigeons start flying into <laughs> Wendy's with notes.
1: And I'm like, standing there and I'm feeling invincible, right? Because you're in this Wendy's. And I really, I just, guys, it needs to be added to the wonders of the world.
0: The Wendy's on Mass Eye.
1: In Boston, yeah, Massachusetts. You are so You need to go. Sometimes I feel like I hallucinated it, but then I went on Twitter the other day and I'm still banned, so it's fine. Anyway, so this girl gets on my page. Her name's Elsie. Don't think I forgot you. (laughs) And her profile picture at the time was a sunflower. If she's still out there, you're (laughs) on my watch. I'm watching you, Elsie. Anyway, she says back to me, well, you probably deserved that. Serves you right. And as I am in the, like, hefty, spicy nugget mode, sweet seductions are in my body. I have a frosty. Somebody (laughs) is, like, heaving up next to me. The counters are, like, greasy and sticky. (laughs) They won't let me in the bathroom. (laughs) I'm, like, pissed. And I'm like, you know what, Elsie? I got you. And I just tweet back the craziest thing I could think of at that moment. And I'm like, okay, Elsie, here I go. And I say, I'm gonna kill that bag of bones. (laughs) Not even like acknowledging her being like, you deserved that, kinda. I'm like, well, I'm gonna kill him. There was, like, no middle ground in between me saying, like, oh, I got banned, her being, like, probably deserved it, you can't be editing people, and I'm, like, I'm going to kill him. So. Guys, I actually wrote down the date the other day, because I found the tweet, and it made me sad. So I wrote down what date I got banned.
0: When did you you get banned?
1: November 26th, 2019. The best part is is that they bought. They
0: blocked Sophie's IP address. Literally. So she can't make any more.
1: <laughs> like, I'm fully in jail, jail. Prison, if you will. Oh.
0: My God.
1: And the thing is, they hit me with it so fast. And, and you didn't even say his name that time. I didn't. I didn't. I just said, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill that bag of bones. You could have been talking
0: about anybody. You
1: could have been talking about Hitler. I could. Yeah. That should have been what I said to Twitter support. It was just like whiplash happened. Because I wasn't even done with my nuggets. I was.
0: <laughs> so you're probably two minutes post tweet.
1: Oh, if that.
0: <laughs> well, Sophie. Where can people find you?
1: You know, you can find me on Instagram at at Sophie (laughs) Patricus. You used to be able to find me at Twitter at that handle, but you know you can't do it now.
0: How do you spell Patricus?
1: Patricus is spelled P-O-T-R-Y-K-U-S. You can find me on TikTok at LadyCowboy. What kind of content do you post? I post a lot of bass videos. I just, like, redo bass lines on a lot of popular songs, or I transcribe. A lot of it's, like, my practice routine, kind of.
0: In the next, like, coming few months or year or whatever, do you have anything
1: planned that you want to tell the people about? Uh, you know, I'm living out in L.A. right now. I got a job working in film, like, doing some post-production, but I realized I wanted to do more bass stuff now that live music is back, so I think I may be hitting a tour here in February hey hey so you may see me around the north america regions and uh europe and scandinavia and the uk but as of now like that's pretty much what's on the docket
0: well thank you so much sophie thanks
1: cody for having me and letting me make bad decisions via podcast
0: oh my god you are so welcome can't tell me that Sophie isn't the funniest fucking person you've ever met in your entire life. Except you haven't met her, I have, and you've just listened to her talk. I think she's so goddamn funny and she's so smart. Please go check out her TikTok videos. She is an incredible bass player. You will be fucking your life over if you don't go check her out. This episode was super long and I honestly don't have that much to say after it because I... I mean, you heard me talk about the fucking glidesdales. So thanks for listening in to another week of Cody Jacob Causes Problems. <laughs> and I'll fucking see you next week, idiots. Cody Jacob Causes Problems is an original podcast by me, Cody Jacob. If you have a problem you'd like to be discussed on the podcast, or you just need some advice, send an email to Cody, I have a problem at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. And until then, be a harbinger of chaos and go, go out into the world, wreak havoc amongst those you love. I'll see you next week.